Job chapter 27. Job again took up his parable and said, As God lives, who has taken away my right, the Almighty who has made my soul bitter, for the length of my life is still in me, and the Spirit of God is still in my nostrils, surely my lips will not speak unrighteousness, neither my tongue utter deceit. Far be it from me that I should justify you, until I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. I hold fast to my righteousness and will not let it go. My heart will not reproach me so long as I live. Let my enemy be as the wicked. Let him who rises up against me be as the unrighteous. For what is the hope of the godless when he is cut off, when God takes away his life? Will God hear his cry when trouble comes on him? Will he delight himself in the Almighty and call on God at all, his, at all times? I will teach you about the hand of God. I will not conceal that which is with the Almighty. Behold, all of you have seen it yourselves. Why then have you become altogether vain? This is the portion of a wicked man with God, the heritage of oppressors, which they receive from the Almighty. If his children are multiplied, it is for the sword. His offspring will not be satisfied with bread. Those who remain of him will be buried in death. His widows will make no lamentation. Though he heap up silver as the dust and prepare clothing as the clay, he may prepare it, but the just will put it on, and the innocent will divide the silver. He builds his house as the moth, as a booth which the watchman makes. He lies down rich, but he will not do so again. He opens his eyes, and he is not. Terrors overtake him like waters. A storm steals away in the night, steals him away in the night. The east wind carries him away, and he departs. It sweeps him off his place, for it hurls at him and, and does not spare, as he flees away from his hand. Men will clap their hands at him and will hiss at him, out of his place. These are the comments for Job chapter 27, and we are continuing with Job's big six chapter long speech, the 17th of the book. And when we get to this chapter, we have a very interesting thing takes place. <laughs> and um, when you just read the book of Job, you know, like as a, as a regular person reading, which I've done a few times, you never ever think some of the things that you think once you've read commentators. So, you know, there was this pattern these rounds of speeches. I've talked about it plenty of times. There's these blocks of six. Friend one speaks, Job replies. Friend two speaks, Job replies. Friend three speaks, Job replies. Round one. Well, that happens round two again, then happens round three again. But in round three, um, the third friend never replies. Instead, Job replies to the second friend, and that speech is a really big long one that goes six chapters, and we're in the middle of it right now. We're up to his second chapter. Now, if the third friend was going to speak, in the third round, which he didn't, this chapter is about where he would have spoken. <laughs> so you've got these experts out there that say, you know, Job chapter 27, it's really the missing speech of Zophar. And you know, when they were redacting the book of Job, you know, when they were editing and, and, and you know, working on it to include it in the Bible, somehow in that process, someone left off the label that said, you know, Zophar's third speech or whatever. This is how the theory goes. And so this is, so they say, really the speech of Zophar, 
but we, you know, because the label was missing, we all think it's the speech of Job. <laughs> it's just nonsense because when you read the speech, read this chapter, it's there's no solid evidence at all that anyone other than Job is speaking it. For example, in verse two, <laughs> Job says, "As God lives, who has taken away my rights, the Almighty has made my soul bitter." That clearly is Job speaking, because. God didn't take away the rights of the third friend and make his soul bitter. No, it's Job who's suffering in the book, not the third friend. And um, in verse 5, he says, Far be it from me that I should justify you. Until I die, I will not put away my integrity. <laughs> See, and Job is maintaining, like he's been doing all through the book, that he's done the right thing. And, um, and then an interesting thing happens in verse 11. Job says, I will teach you about the hand of God. I will not conceal that which is with the Almighty. In here, the you is plural. Now, in I think I've mentioned this plenty of times before, but in English, we don't have a way of dif excuse me, differentiating singular and plural yous. So if I'm talking to one person, I say, you did this. But if I'm talking to a whole group, I might say, you did this. We don't know from the from reading it written down we can't tell if it's to a single person or to a group but in hebrew you can and in old english you used to be able to when it was thee and thou you could tell um, but in modern english you can't but in hebrew you can tell and here when job says i will teach you about the hand of the lord the you is plural so that shows us two things number one it's not the third friend talking to job because he would have been talking to one person, not to a bunch. But it also shows us that, yeah, Job's talking, but it also shows that he's now changed his speech and it's now not a reply to the second friend anymore. It's now a reply, or he's now speaking to all of his friends. So that's a very cool little shift in his speech. So, you know, if you're someone that really studies this book, you would now start thinking, oh, these are the things he said to this friend, but from now on you realize now he's saying these things to all of them. And sometimes it just adjusts your perspective a little bit. When we get down to verse 18, he's still talking about God. Uh, he, he's now talking about wicked people. He says, they build, he builds his house as the moth, as a booth which the watchman makes. And um, a moth you know, moths, butterflies, they build their little houses or their cocoons, or whatever, but they're temporary. And um, Job was trying to say that wicked people lay up treasures for the righteous. He was trying to make the point that sometimes good people get away with things, but eventually those things are given to the righteous. He was trying to make the point that sometimes good, that bad people do get away with things, but eventually the righteous will be blessed. And, I, and he's trying to make the point that, you know, that he's an exception, just like the exception that he was making out. So God does judge the wicked, but sometimes not right when we hope he would. <laughs> Lord, thank you for Job chapter 27. I thank you for his long speech and the great things he says there. Lord, open our eyes and our hearts that our love for you might increase. And Lord, do not judge us along with the wicked, but I ask you to bless us. Deliver the wealth of the wicked into our hands, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.